0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and Christy is here.
1: Hello, mentors. So excited to be with you and preparing for our workshop and the continued connection and deepening of our community together.
0: In our upcoming workshop, we're going to be focusing on the three intelligence centers because each of us as human beings have three different sources of wisdom. And we're gonna dive into them a little bit deeper today. And this connects back to a distinction that we introduced to you at retreat called don't know, don't know, which represents the unimagined and endless possibilities to be uncovered and explored that we don't even know, that are connected to our identity, our relationships, our promises, and our actions. And so thinking about these three intelligence centers, it's recognizing that while they're all sources of wisdom, oftentimes we're not always grounded or centered within them, which means that there's blind spots that we have yet to explore, additional wisdom that we're not taking the time to sense into or develop.
1: So it's this notion that we have these three centers, but most of us, operate primarily from one center over another, or we value one center over another, and are neglecting the other centers. And if we connect into the healing and kind of the the medicine that we all need to be able to heal, they may be living in the other centers of us and not the center that we predominantly use. It may be the center of intelligence that we predominantly rely on helps keep us stuck in our patterns because it's the only way we know how to be or how to pull forth um, wisdom in ourselves. But there's so much wisdom that lies in all three centers that when we attune to them, we recognize that there's three centers that we can bring online. We bring forward other resources within ourselves, more creativity, more aliveness, more um, receptivity, more inclusivity. And as such, we then um, actually can start to bring a more integrated approach, the wholeness of ourself, which is what New Pathways is up to. How do we look at the holistic approach, see all of our young people and ourselves as whole people? And in order to do that, there's an awareness that we need, that we have three centers of intelligence, not just one, which we most often think of here in our Western culture as the wisdom of the head, We'll talk about the value of the wisdom of the head today, but also how can we bring in our heart wisdom and our body wisdom?
0: Yeah, a way to think of it is considering like a three-legged stool. And if you take out any one of those legs, then the stool is unbalanced, unsupported, not grounded. And so these three intelligence centers can really help us, again, to have that groundedness, like you said, and show up really powerfully in life. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into the three different intelligence centers. And mentors, as we're describing each, we invite you to reflect on which one of the centers do you find you're the most uh, connected to, maybe maybe, um, you use more often or tap into. And the other point too is that sometimes while we use these intelligence centers more often than not, doesn't necessarily mean that we're the most resourced in them. Um, I think you hit some of those things earlier by saying, Christy, the patterns that show up. And sometimes we can get so caught up in these patterns um, that we really aren't even, even within that intelligence center on its own, able to access even all the wisdom that's there because we're so narrowly focused in what it is that we're trying to um, receive or or take in those moments.
1: So as we listen today, be self-observant. Ask Ask yourself, does this sound like me? Does this feel like me? But also as you listen today, we invite you to think about your young person. Can you notice what center they're relying on? And can you see what wisdom lies in other centers for them and what possibilities might be there? Sometimes it's easier to look at other people than it is ourselves, but we invite you to do both today. Consider yourself and your young person as we talk through these. So let's start with the mind center of intelligence, Mark.
0: Yes, the one that I tend to sit in quite a bit. So this is our cognitive intelligence center. And again, a great source of wisdom that when we really are present and grounded in the center, we're more likely to be able to focus and really concentrate on what's important, what my intention is, what I want to be up to in life. We can do a better job of remembering and recalling information we can use it to help solve problems and strategize and calculate gather and sort information and the center can really give us the wisdom to help us to choose and decide wisely about what might our next steps be how might we want to respond in a situation and this can really bring forward creativity inspiration imagination. So beautiful center to be grounded in and yet only one of three that we have access to.
1: And when we become over dependent on the center or we over attach or over identify with our mind center being our only or our predominant form of intelligence can also get really jumbled uh, in that intelligence center uh, if we don't have some balance within it. And one of the ways to notice when we might become unbalanced in our mind center is if what we're really looking for or seeking is control. So when we start grasping at being in control, feeling in control, uh, it can be an indicator that our mind center might be being overworked um, and and maybe a bit out of balance. And so that would be something to look for as an invitation of how we can invite in other wisdom centers, intelligence centers, to help bring in some clarity of mind by not overusing the mind.
0: So let's dive into the next intelligence center, which is the heart intelligence center. And so this is our emotional intelligence center. And when we find that we're really present and resourced here, we're more likely to be an observance and have awareness around what we're feeling. So we're able to sense into our emotions, we're able to name them, uh, but we can really recognize what it is that we're feeling. And it's not just about our own emotions, but when we're in this heart space, we can also perceive and sense the emotions of others in a way that brings about authentic connection. So I can see, you know, humanness in somebody else and really sense into what it is that they're feeling we can also work with and work through and manage our moods more effectively when we're here we can anchor into authentic gratitude and have appreciations for life and for those that are in it and we can sit with some of the more uncomfortable emotions like pain and suffering that we all feel and transform it instead of numbing it, suppressing it, distracting, deflecting, Um, but we can really hold it and be with it and work with it as a way to move forward.
1: Mark, another indicator of being in the heart or emotional intelligence center is being able to identify our emotions as you've talked about and be with them, but not overly identify with them. So we can identify our emotions and disidentify with them by not making them be who we are as a person. It's an emotion that we're feeling in a temporary point in time, and it's not who we are. And we notice this with our young people. Difficult emotions um, can become how they identify themselves and over-identify with the emotion, get caught up in it, and not actually then be relying on their other wisdom centers or other intelligence centers to bring some balance to that, to acknowledge, I am not this emotion. I'm feeling this emotion about this situation. And one of the indicators that can be when we're not balanced in this intelligence center is we're really looking for belonging and connection. Or we're feeling a lot of disconnection and a lot of not belonging in the world. We certainly see this in our young people um, that we work with here at New Pathways. So starting to know that I might be very much in my emotional center, feeling my emotions, but I might not be balanced in it because I over-identify with them. And that indicator of not feeling connected, not feeling authentic belonging, may be an opportunity for us to then start to bring in some balance to this wisdom and intelligence center of emotion. Mm
0: -hmm. The third intelligence center is the body intelligence center. So this is our gut center and the one that most of us as human beings are the least resourced in. And so thinking about, uh, we tend to focus, we tend to go more to our mind center, more to our our heart center, Um, but this body, this beautiful body that we have, um, we tend to cut ourselves off from, from sensing into that wisdom. And when we are present and resourced in this body center, we're more likely to really be present, be engaged in the moment, right here, right now. We can sense and be mindful about what we're putting into our bodies we can sense and notice the ground and really see the support that is here and we can also use our five senses to notice and tap into the nourishment that is always around us and so you know when i even just say those things it just brings a real sense of relaxation and calmness realizing that the body center helps us to recognize that we have all that we need, right? Or we have a lot of support right here in this moment But I can be so caught up in my emotions and my thoughts and not find that groundedness to see that I'm okay and that all is okay.
1: Sometimes we forget that the body actually holds the other two centers mm-hmm. and uh, and therefore is the ground of the other two centers. So the returning to fill our feet um, is so basic, so fundamental, or the returning to sense our breath in and out of our body. Uh, if you just practice that right now, listening to Mark and I, feeling your feet on the ground, really feeling them, it, it really pulls us and grounds us in a very fundamental way and, and brings us into a more, uh, as you said, a more presence to the moment so we can actually hold the emotion, we can actually notice what thoughts are here, and, and examine the quality of my thoughts the pace of them and might ask what's needed next there or I can actually even then notice my emotion and that I've over identified with it and it's consumed me instead of it's something I'm feeling in this particular moment returning to her body gives us the presence to remember ourselves in those ways and when we're not in the the piece of our body, you know, Mark, you you talked about um, we can be really resourced. And one of the misconstrued aspects of caring for our body is I work my body out for an hour every day and I push it to the brink and I um, eat really healthy food and deny my body the things it actually needs to be in nutritional balance so that I look or feel a certain way um, in the body. That's not what we're talking about in resourcing the body in this way because those are treating our bodies like an it. And that's an example, or those could could be examples of where we're over-focusing on our body as an it and not our body as a home, not a body as we return to for presence. And so one of the ways of noticing when this might be out of balance is we start looking for safety um, in the world or uh, over becoming overly depend, independent um, to see ourself as our own safety home. So it's how do we hold more spaciousness in our body for the present so that we can really be in um, the wholeness of ourselves in this moment.
0: Yeah, and as I sit here and kind of think about these three centers, it's recognizing that when we're grounded in them, there's a realization of the interconnectivity of us between ourselves and others. And so in our mind center, it's about realizing that um, there's a lot of different approaches and ways to do things, right? And so how can I sense my own wisdom, but also those of others around me? And emotional, right? It's the connectivity of us by human to human, emotion to emotion, um, and then even in our body centers, again too it's the groundedness and the support but realizing that I'm here with you right there's just this interconnectivity and there's this support system so I don't know that I said that as um, beautifully as it was in my head um, but just realizing that um, when we aren't resourced we can very much go inside ourselves in a way that cuts us off um, not only from others but from again other parts of ourselves other wisdom sources.
1: So as you're talking about that Mark what really comes to me is to think about as mentors, how do we hold presence with our young people? And so part of this workshop, this content, mentors is to help us hold the body, hold the mind, hold the heart of a mentor working in close connection with a young person who has much uh, adversity and healing to do, to find their sense of safety their sense of belonging and connection, and um, their sense of having agency and will in the world in a healthy balance through these three centers. So we can be that presence with young people that they get a glimpse of it, but we can also be in the curiosity with it, helping our young people develop the skills they need to hold all three centers of intelligence to tap into them and be connected to them, and to utilize the beautiful resources, as Mark's described them, of when we are in them today. So we'll wrap up this um, podcast with giving you a few tips about how we can help our young people build these skills, and then we'll dive into this very deeply with you and with the youth in our upcoming workshop.
0: And as we share some of these practices and ways of being in development and presence in these centers, these probably aren't going to come to as a surprise to you, uh, because we focus on these and we talk about these in workshops. And today we're bringing them to an, in a little bit more of a structured way to help us really make the connection of which centers they can really, these can really support us in. And the truth is, is that some of these practices also um, won't just benefit one center, but can actually benefit more centers as well too. So as you sit here and recognize which center you are maybe the least developed or resourced in, um, listen to the different practices within that center and ask yourself, which one do I want to take on, Uh, maybe that I have never taken on before or don't do consistently, to see what wisdom I can access there, what presence or what groundedness might come from it. So it's a try-on.
1: And the other pieces think about for your youth, which they may be least resourced and connected into and listen to some of the practices which then could be part of your outings. What we find is our young people aren't practicing these on their own. So we really encourage you to build these into your outings with your youth or even into a live phone call with them during the week and practice them in the moment with them so that they can develop in them as well. So let's talk about some practices for the mind mark.
0: Yeah so meditation is one that we bring to you at every workshop. And so, um, again, that that stilling of the mind, um, focusing in the moment, um, our breath can be really powerful.
1: And I also want to add about meditation. We think of it as a mind practice. It's also a body practice for our young people. Our young people's bodies don't oftentimes have stillness. They're full of anxiety and angst. And so we talk about meditation of stilling of the mind, but it's also a practice for our youth of stilling of the body so that they can just get settled in um, and start to kind of balance out the nervous system, that they can even access their mind wisdom and their heart wisdom. So meditation, we oftentimes just clump in the mind, but it's also very much a body practice for the young people we're working with.
0: In the next practice, journaling, we can, if we're focusing on the Mind Center, we can think about what are the thoughts that I'm currently um, processing through coming up for me. Um, If we're continuously journaling, we can look back at our notes and see what patterns might be starting to emerge. Where might I be trying to take control, seize control um, in a moment, situation, or relationship?
1: Journaling also helps us see the patterns of our own beliefs What beliefs we're holding to as truth that may not be uh, an only truth or an absolute truth, but yet we oftentimes treat our beliefs as if they are. So when we see them in our journaling, we can start to see what beliefs that are there and bring more curiosity to them, more um, questioning what else could be included beyond my own belief system.
0: And we could also, you know, step into activities that allow for more or invite creativity as well, too. Um, so there's a lot of different things um, that we could take on. Um, you know, one that comes to me is theater and um, impromptu kind of theater, right? But the creativity and the um, randomness in there. Um, but can I let go of having to get it right or having to be in control and just be presence, go with the flow? Um, and be in that interconnectivity with others.
1: And then just taking a break is a way to take care of and tend to our mind. Um, it could be taking up painting or um, trying to learn music. Is If we're very focused and centered on learning things and applying things or being analytical about things, taking these kind of breaks in these creative spaces also tend to our mind and let us take in other parts of our mind center Uh, in ways that it can expand and grow as well. In our heart center, what are some practices there?
0: Yeah, so we don't have to just journal about our thoughts and be in the mind center, but we can also journal about, you guessed it, emotions and what's really present for us.
1: We can listen to music that emulates the mood that we're in. There's a distinction here about we don't listen to the music... To emulate the mood, to wallow in the mood, we listen to the music to allow ourselves to actually get into the feeling itself. So many times we have a feeling of joy or of sadness and we want to turn away from it and music can afford us a space to actually sit in it a little bit longer and get to know it more personally, very distinct from wallowing in it, but get to know the flavor of it in our life, how it shows up, what it feels like, what it's here to tell us or show us.
0: We can also um, spend time really connecting with our heart and really sensing into the wisdom. One of the ways we can do that is using the repeating question, which we've brought forward in workshops before, um, but just asking ourselves, what is it that my heart is wanting me to know or to understand or to sense into? And just repeating that question multiple times and seeing what comes forward.
1: Another is Processing our emotions in a healthy, safe conversation with someone else. And we also include here at New Pathways, it's knowing when to ask for support and help from a friend, family member, and also knowing when to ask for help or support from a professional. That's part of tending to our heart and emotional center as well.
0: Also, practices for our heart center are really sensing into and understanding what are our boundaries. Um, What is it that, where is it that we feel safe? Where is it that we don't feel safe? And what are the requests that we have of others? And can we express them to others? Um, But we got to be clear on what our intention is, what it is that we want in a relationship or a certain space. And we know that a lot of times for our young people that they haven't really spent a lot of time here really reflecting on what their boundaries are. And sometimes the environment and the chaos they're in, there really aren't. Right? There's not room in those moments sometimes for boundaries. It's just everybody's in everybody's space, and uh, so it's hard to get clear on what is that safety space that I need to be in relationship and to be up to my intention in life.
1: So shifting and talking about some body practices, we've already mentioned a couple, stilling ourselves in meditation. Um, even as we talked about the connecting with our heart and practices like holding our hand over our heart and feeling Um, the warmth of our hand at our heart space is a body practice not just an emotional practice and we're going to talk today too also about how we resource our body through exercise like yoga walking dance martial arts any kind of movement and what makes it a practice of body centered is when There's a way that we can do these things that are for exercise and physical health and we need to do that too. We need to take care of our body so that it actually has the capacity to hold our head and our uh, heart. But there's also a way of doing these practices that connect us more to our body. So it's not just about pushing our body to be better, it's about sensing into our body. So can we do yoga so that we can be in our breath and in our body and the sensation of our body Um, Can we take a walk and notice uh, how our feet touch the ground with each step? Um, Can we dance to be in the movement and notice how our body can flow and be in rhythm and not in a rigid, tight, um, constricted holding? So when we bring these ideas of of movement and exercise, yes, we want you to take care of your physical um, presence on this earth, but we also want you to notice how your body is a vessel for something more than just being worked out. It's a a vessel for connecting with the sensations and um, the wisdom that it holds in that way.
0: So, so many different practices, and again, some of them um, very much spill over into more than one center. And so, you know, we've already asked you to do this, but thinking about our call-to-action mentors is to just continue to reflect on which intelligence center or centers you find you're the most resourced and maybe under-resourced in. And then commit to take on at least one practice. And you could actually do this even before workshop and and bring that experience and that reflection into workshop with your young person as they're learning about this and starting to identify what practice they want to take on.
1: And Mark, I recently, uh, was recently learned that one of the ways to think about these practices are not the ones that Uh, Always I get excited about, but the one that I may not be liking, that the medicine we may may be needing in each of our centers might be the one we don't find ourselves liking or preferring, and therefore that in itself makes it the medicine that we need.
0: Mm. Yeah, that resonates a lot. Well, I think you helped me to identify what my practice is going (laughs) to (laughs) be. So yes, so take on a practice, um, and then we invite you to connect with your program coordinator and share what are you taking away from this podcast, Uh, what are you curious about, Uh, what practice you either have started to to take on or are going to take on, Um, and then think about how can you be of support with your young person as they're reflecting on their different centers. And um, identifying ways that you can partner with them around their practice as well, too. And I loved the reminder, Christy, earlier that, yeah, for many of our young people, and even sometimes us as adults, we um, sometimes don't take on practices uh, as individuals. Uh, but when we're in connection, we're in partnership, we're in community, um, there's something else that can motivate us and inspire us and, and bring accountability as well, too. So, uh, so think about how do you want to be that partner, young person how can they also be that partner for you
1: yeah because we're in it together
0: absolutely well thank you so much for listening and until next time keep unleashing possibilities